Hey, welcome to another episode of Tell Em JJ Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny B, with Jonah T. And this is our third podcast, or the third week, if you will. So far, knock on wood, we've been able to do one once a week. So, anyway, Jonah, how you doing? Well, Johnny B, I'm doing <laughs> pretty good. I've had uh, my fair consumption of media this week. And I hope that you have as well. Well, I watched that movie you uh, graciously let me borrow digitally. And uh, I got to say, I, I I had a good time watching it. Oh, yes, I did too. And, you know, honestly, when I, I wasn't going to watch that movie for a while because I was like, it's on demand only. Uh, and I completely I actually forgot the title of the movie. What, what was the movie called? No One. No, it's nobody. Yeah, nobody. Nobody, starring no one. Uh, starring Bob Odenkirk. Uh, yeah, I was I was very interested in the movie, but it's only available on demand. I don't want to spend money renting it, so I was like, I'm not gonna do that yet. Yeah, and also it only let us like have it for have access to it for like what? What was it like? Uh, Forty eight hours. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I spent twenty bucks on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank was, you again, because. Um, I mean, 20 bucks, like you're saying, you know, and especially during, you know, a pandemic, movie theaters are starting to open up again. But, you know, with all these streaming services, you know, they cost monthly. And then on top of that, now you have these movies charging like 20 bucks just to rent it, which is, I I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of that weird thing where it's like you want the movies to do well and that's the way they have to do well. But at the same time, it stinks for fans and customers because like I said we already more more than I was gonna say more than likely you've added to your streaming library during this whole uh, pandemic I, I have anyway especially I went from just having Netflix and Disney plus to like the Cinemax and HBO Max and um, I think there's one other in there but I forget what it is at the time at the moment but you know and that's um you know, that gets a little pricey per month when you add all those together. And yeah. so I've been sticking to streaming movies. Um, like I said, I wanted to watch Wonder Woman 84 when I got HBO Max, but they took it off like two days before I signed up. But instead of renting it, because like I was saying, they wanted like 30-something or maybe it was 20 bucks at the time, but it felt like it was the price of the full movie just to rent it. You, I don't even think you could rent it. You probably had to buy it. So um, yeah, They do those, uh, those premiere those premiere movies like i think disney plus has a it has one of the has like an animated film for like a three-month premiere you have to buy buy it for 30 bucks to have access to it they also did that with mulan which uh my sister actually did that and we watched it and it was it was not great that was the live action one that they did the live action mulan yeah yeah uh i just it it was fine i just don't think it was worth the the 30 dollar premium to get that to get the access to it before everybody else yeah i mean that's surprising because they did that um they had that movie Soul come out, and that went straight to uh, streaming, which was actually a pretty good movie. I don't know if you yeah, saw I, it. I liked it. I did. I did. Um, but this movie, nobody. I said no one. <laughs> nobody. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. It, it's basically John. It's like a tongue-in-cheek John Wick movie, but it's, I don't know, it's not silly. It's not really a comedy it kind of takes itself seriously, but at the same time, when it gets to like the action part, it's just kind of. I, I mean, how would you how would you describe it? 
as like a writer, how would you describe? I think it's this? it's, it's kind of like a black comedy, you know, a, a dark comedy. It's, yeah. uh, it has a lot of uh, a lot of gruesome uh, action and a lot of and action is very fun. I like it, but a lot of the characters are also uh, uh, silly silly people. Like the the bad guy is a singing, dancing Russian mobster yep. that that controls like a whole bunch of money that right. other Russians like <laughs> that uh, need to keep safe. Yeah, and and the main character is uh, is a John Wick esque uh, a cleaner. You know, he he yeah. is, he cleans cleans up situations for the government, and he's what do you retired. Call himself? He was an auditor. Yeah, an auditor. He calls so himself basically an he was he he called himself the last person anyone wanted to see. Yeah, <laughs> which is true. And it's, and it's funny that he actually told his family that he's an auditor. Yeah, but you know, but it's uh oh yeah he's he's a he's a pencil pusher. <laughs> right they you know? thought they thought it was nobody or he was yeah. uh nothing special and yeah they set they set him up to be uh to be a wimp <laughs> throughout the entire like opening of the movie yeah it, it was yeah it was a i liked i liked the montage-esque like through his week i would say like maybe the first two times but i think the third time and the fourth time it was unnecessary but i did i did like um that filmmaking style in a way the, like, yeah they had some they had some uh fun fun like camera techniques in there mm-hmm. um and also i thought it was kind of it's kind of kind of silly how every single time it was garbage day the garbage truck's like yeah, yeah. fuck you <laughs> and then then the wife just looks at him like you missed the garbage again how do they even get rid of their garbage <laughs> i know i was like well then what happens <laughs> It just piles up, and every week the garbage guy, he, the garbage guy has something against that family. Like, there's no way. Yeah, right. Because like, he, he he like beeps back. Yeah, I was gonna say he beeps back at him like fuck you. <laughs> I bet he comes too early just to mess with them. That's it. Or he just drives thinking he doesn't even pick up the garbage. He just makes that his first stop to drive through the call to sack just to make him think he missed the garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a great. I don't know. I like I I liked it a lot. I like that Christopher Lloyd was in it because that that was a cool surprise. Because I knew nothing yeah. of this movie. I well, I wouldn't say I knew nothing. I knew it was happening because I remember seeing the advertisement for it. Um, but to be honest, I thought it was a show at first that they're advertising. Because um, that actor, he's he was in Breaking Bad, and then he had his uh, Better Call Saul, which I've never seen Better Call Saul. But I I've did. Seen, I've seen like the first two seasons, and it's very good. It's very I heard good, it was yeah. very good, but. My problem is, if I know what happens to characters like going forward, I don't really care what their backstory is because it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. I'd rather have seen a sequel and then like kind of tie everything into his into his life. I don't know, because uh, it just never it just never grabbed me to be like, oh, I'm gonna go check this this show out now that it takes place before all these crazy events, but. Well, it's know. not even it's not even that it takes place before. Well, it does a lot of the scenes, but uh, like you see him actually like I think working at a Cinnabon as a manager or something, and he goes home and he's like he looks looking out the window because he thinks somebody's after him, mm-hmm. uh, and like every and then it goes into the flashbacks and stuff, um, lead, t- telling you how he became the person he did, uh, how he became Saul Goodman, which is a fake name, right? But now, uh, does it actually? take place like does it pick up eventually after breaking bad or no well like i like i said i i don't really uh i i don't i don't think it takes uh, i don't think we pick up after breaking bad i've only seen the first two seasons so i don't know mm. if they do that later on i think there's like at least four seasons out mm. um 
but I'm pretty sure that we haven't gotten to that point yet, at least not in the flashback scenes. I I, I, don't, I don't know if they if they keep doing the flash forwards. I don't know if they're going to keep doing that or if they or if that's like a thing just to set up the series. Right. But uh, but it's uh, it's very good. And you should I think I have I think if it's not on streaming, I think I have uh, the first season on Blu-ray. I can let you borrow at some point. But I'll then check- again, it's there's a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out uh, at a later date. I'm sure. Uh, I still have a backlog of all kinds of crazy stuff, <laughs> especially in the gaming category. Yeah. But um, but nobody. I liked it. It was a good, it was a good movie. Didn't feel long at all. Like it just, it, it kind of, it grabs you. I think, and, I think, yeah, it was. It's very good. And I think that one thing is, is that it's com- compared to a lot of movies I've seen recently. It's kind of sh- it's kind of short. It's like an hour and less than an hour and a half, maybe. It's it's uh it's clocked in at about uh, probably an hour and a half. So without credits and stuff like that, it's probably yeah about an hour twenty minutes or something like that. It feels yeah, that it, way anyway. But I it, for that yeah. movie though, I feel like it was perfectly paced. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like a lot of movies are just just extending their play time to like two hours, and you know, in the way in Justice League's case, like four, <laughs> four hours. Yeah, <laughs> but. I think an hour and 20 minutes is probably like the sweet spot for me mm-hmm. where it just gives me exactly what I need to know. There's no scenes that I just don't really care about or is get or is there's a lull in the energy. Yeah. I need the I need everything to be uh fun all the way through. And right. this movie was great. I, I I don't I don't regret spending the $20. It was just a <laughs> although it was a very uh in the moment purchase. Like <laughs> I I, I, yeah, I remember I, boot, I booted up my Xbox for the first time in a while. And uh, it's I saw this is the first time I saw the I heard about the movie Nobody I never even heard about it before, and it was like an advertisement on like the main screen Nobody and I was like is that Bob Odenkirk getting punched in the face Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and so I I clicked it and I saw like a piece of the trailer I'm like this looks pretty good What streaming service is it on No, it's only on on demand, so I was like okay I'm not gonna get that for now I'll just wait until it's on a streaming service. And then when I was playing, uh, I was playing Outriders, uh, the uh, the new game, uh, it's a new <laughs> game with my with my buddy, <laughs> and uh, he told me if he asked me if I watched uh, watched this movie yet, I was like, oh, I guess I should watch it now because somebody has just told me about it, even though I just saw it right now, like five <laughs> minutes ago. So I, I I I bought it and I watched it. and I was like, this is great. I have to let John know. Yeah, and no, be- I appreciate that. Because I probably would would have not seen it, um, at least for a while. Uh, but no, yeah. I'm glad I glad I watched it. I really did, and yeah, um, yeah. And the one thing is that I don't like renting things because there's no ownership there. And exactly, and like, like if if it comes out on Blu-ray, I'll buy it for twenty bucks, and that's the amount of money I spent to rent it for two dollars. <laughs> so not right. for uh, for two days. I mean, for two days, yeah. And um, that's the same thing with with everything digital. I like to be able to own it, so they can't take it away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Well, I one thing I didn't really like is that uh, it cut out at the end, in the middle of the well, not in the middle, like at the um, ah, God, in the interrogation. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they're like, "Who are you?" And oh and yeah, and they like, get the phone calls or the yeah, exactly, and then it, yeah, then it's done. 
I think that leaves it up to like. No, hold on. I think they did have an after scene, like a scene after that, but uh, it had nothing to do with that though. They had um the old man and the uh, the other son, I guess. Well, no, that was the after credit scene, yeah. But uh, I mean, I think that movie actually ended when they're looking for a new house. Oh yes, yep, yeah, and that was cool. And I think that was setting up uh, a, a sequel or something. The whole, because the whole like, ending set up a sequel. <laughs> yeah. It, um, that did, yeah. But um, I, I thought, and I thought that was cool. But at the same time, I'm kind of, I kind of was hoping this was like, we're putting everything in this one basket. Yeah, one We're not going to save things, yeah. Because that's, that's I, the one thing that would separate it from John Wick. Because right now, it's basically a John Wick-esque movie. Pretty much where someone like a crazy badass is being taken out of retirement. Uh, different circumstances, but similar. Yeah. And, you know, to have a sequel, you're just going to end up diving deeper into his, you know, his life and stuff like that. Basically what John Wick was. So I, I think this would be a perfect one and done. Let yeah, it become exactly. a classic. <laughs> you um, know, and also one thing I also would have really liked and one th- uh, is if he kind of if he was a bit sillier when he fought, <laughs> like if he made like some kind of mistake and like slipped or something, because it, it was just a funny movie. It's kind of funny. It's a, it's a dark comedy. Uh, and he, and he, when he fights, he is, he's very professional, uh, except the, well, yeah, even when he's getting, when he's fighting in the bus and he gets beat up a little bit, but, uh, I, I would like him to, I would have liked him to be a little bit more of a, of a, of a comedian when he fights. <laughs> I mean, and which is a which is a strange thing to to ask for, but uh, this is I I like I'm looking at this from a guy who knows Bob Odenkirk as the funniest guy ever. <laughs> he's he's extremely he's very funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would have liked that to translate not just in his uh, dialogue or his or his, his uh, non combat scenes, but also his combat scenes. I think that would have made this uh, a, a very unique film, <laughs> or make this make him a badass, but also. It's kind of a clown. <laughs> yeah, it's um like for me, I like for it to be like a dark comedy, like I just I don't know, it was weird cuz I I feel like um like Christopher Lloyd and the other brother or I, I guess that was his brother, right? Cuz the picture yeah, the, showed yeah. him and his brother. So um yeah, I I feel like they added the comedic element to it cuz otherwise it was mostly dark and then the the boss the the main boss he, I guess he was more like the co- comedic um, character but I feel like Bob's character he really he doesn't come off as as like humorous well, in a way but what I did like though and what like I was reading comments usually when I see a movie I start reading comments to see, or uh, not comments but like reviews and stuff but of course with reviews come comments um. And some were just kind of like nitpicking at the movie. But for me, I, it was actually a lot, like there's a lot of uh, subtle hints in there and subtle like like really good ideas because like you were saying, you wish he made mistakes and stuff, but, or more goofy, like not a slapstick, but um, he, uh, like on the bus when he like challenges everybody, like he gets his butt kicked for like a good couple couple hits because yeah. you see his progression from coming out of retirement, like from the beginning of the movie, you can like see that his his lifestyle is like wearing on him now. And then like this event happens that gets him like 
wanting to really get back into it. And then he's on the bus and he's just like, you see him like hoping that these guys get on the bus to start something so he can just like, you know, go all out. But when he goes to fight him, he's, he, you can tell he's rusty. Like the guy punches him in the face at first. Like he, he stinks at fighting and then like he slowly gets back into it and then he slowly, um, you know, starts winning, but it's kind of the same thing as John Wick. Like the guy gets his butt kicked. Like, the amount of blood that he keeps spitting up, I'm like, this dude, like, he would definitely have to go to a hospital or something. Something eternally is broken here because he kept, like, he got thrown out of the window and he gets back up and, like, stumbles back in. And I was like, how much blood did this guy lose before he was able to get back to his house? That, like, that, I was looking at that that way, you know, in a sense, where I was like, uh, you know, it, it, he's, he is a badass, but at the same time, semi-realistic he probably would have passed out somewhere even though he's a badass yeah but um i like that because you act like i was saying you see him slowly come out of retirement and you see him like slowly get back into his groove especially in that fight and then by the end he's just like back to his normal season season pro the one thing though i did i really didn't like not that i really didn't like but the one thing that i have to nitpick is Speaking of the end scene, which is also the beginning scene, because it's just, it basically is told through a story. Um, the whole movie, he's like a fit guy. He does the push or the pull ups, the the running, and everything like that. But the first shot you see of him is like lighting a cigarette, and the last one you see him, he has the cigarette. It's like there was no hint, like there was no reason for him to have a cigarette except for maybe like to show like an old school badass shot or something like that but that that I didn't understand like I didn't I didn't understand where they were going with the cigarette thing like yeah, why why the, he had a pack of smokes and he was smoking it like I, I that that made no sense to me I took that more to be like uh oh he's falling back into his old vices you know he he tried to be a different person for his family and it it turns out that uh he couldn't really keep it up and now he's back to being an auditor for uh, whatever agency he's an auditor for, and so he's a uh, he's killing people, he's beating people up, and now he's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and he took so, up smoking. And he took up smoking. So I, I guess that's just uh, just to show you that yeah, he's not the same person that was in the beginning of the movie because uh, that person was someone he tried to be, and it wasn't working. Yeah. Uh... I guess it makes sense. It was just kind of like him out of nowhere. Because I thought maybe if they wanted to go that route, they'd show like the flashback scenes of him doing his job, but then like have a cigarette in his mouth or something. They're like, oh, okay. So he's like fully back into the groove now. Um, but anyway, yeah, that movie was cool. Uh, I highly recommend it for sure. Uh-oh. Yes. Maybe maybe you want to watch it, watch it when it's on a streaming service or if you can buy it physically. Because I don't think it's worth it to just rent it for twenty bucks on uh for two to, for two days. Yeah, unless you really want to support the movie, then go ahead. <laughs> even then, even then, they won't support you. Bob Odenkirk <laughs> won't support you. They don't care about you at all. The but, movie's uh, self-contained, uh, technically. So, yeah, it's it's a very good movie. Maybe maybe the ending scene is just isn't even going to set up a sequel. Maybe it's just like fishing for for interest in the sequel. It's like. This could end here as like this is this is what's going to happen from now on for them, but we're yeah. not going to see it. Or there could be a sequel or six. Or it you know, ties into John Wick. Maybe this is like a introduction to how John Wick Four is going to go. 
Like they meet Maybe. up one day. No, I can't wait. And for then Jamba. they gotta fight Godzilla. <laughs> they gotta <laughs> team up and fight Mega Mega Godzilla. John oh, Wick and movie. Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> John Wick and Bob Odenkirk versus Mecha Godzilla. All I need is a pencil. That's it. <laughs> That's true. A pencil and a burning vinyl. <laughs> Dude, actually, that was that was really cool. I like that. Yeah, I like that I concept. Like, yeah, and, and starts then the fire with the uh, with the record player. Yeah, the, that, was, the vinyl. that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I also liked in that scene when uh, when he found the entire start of his snap. <laughs> you know the. The kitty cat bracelet. Yeah. He found it on the floor. He's like, oh, you sneaky bastard. <laughs> you sneaky bastard. But that was the entire reason he began his like his his rampage. Yeah. I did find the comedic, like throughout the whole movie, like you're saying it's dark. I did find other comedic in um or comedy when he kept trying to tell his past to like the people about to die and they just die on him before he like gets into <laughs> his story. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So I was hoping that would come like full like come around where he could actually like tell the story to somebody. Without him being, yeah. without someone dying, but I, I, I actually really part of the I actually mystery. really like that because he was like giving giving us exposition yeah. <laughs> while he's trying to tell while he's trying to vent to these guys that are dying. He's like, right. "Hey, man, this is what I used." Oh shit! But <laughs> we know what we we because we get we pick, we pick up piece by piece that he's not a regular person, mm-hmm. and then eventually he's like a badass. And we're like, was he really an auditor? Because in the beginning, uh, you know, when he's like, when his son is trying to like write about a real soldier or something, yeah, and everyone's like, "Oh, your dad was in the, was in the military, but he kind of sucked." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I was like, really? Because I was right. I was picking up. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I think they're I think he's hiding something from you, Junior. <laughs> exactly, and hit it well. He did, but um, so Jonah. Yes, that's me. That's you. Highly recommend the movie, of course. Uh, but you were mentioning you were kind of digging into other media this past week. So, what else have you been doing? Well, I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, Outriders with my buddy. Uh, it just came out recently. It's it's an online game, but it's not a game for service like Destiny. Right. So I don't know why it's an online game. I don't know why I play it. It's just no. Weird. Honestly, it's it's. Uh, I, I got it because I got a. I recently got a PS5, and That's I was you like, did. "You mentioned yeah. that. That's awesome." I did, and it's and it's great. I enjoy it immensely, but uh, at the same time, I don't play any PlayStation Five games on. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I have. Uh, Outriders, but that's also there's also a PS4 version. You can buy it on the PS4, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, <laughs> which is fine if you don't have a PS5, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I have a PS5, and what I mainly play is Persona Five Strikers, which came out for the PS4. I only play Outriders with my buddy because it's a co-op, and it's kind of hard. So <laughs> it's uh, it's you know how in have you you played the Division, right? Oh yeah, yeah. My brother and I uh, played the the first Division a lot. I never played the second one. Yeah, uh, you know the whole thing about the division is, uh, it's 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 cool, but a lot of the enemies are bullet sponges. Yeah, and they're the same enemy. Yeah, they're the same I enemy saw, like, over and over again. At least in the first one. Right, but the the main thing is that the one thing I didn't like when I was playing the division was they're all bullet sponges, and also they're not. You know how in Destiny it's also like a fantastical thing where they're big 
target sometimes. <laughs> These yeah. are people. These are people in the division and uh, Outriders. They can't yeah, be that big. they're just taking clips and clips of bullets and they, yeah. they explain it because they have like armor, basically. Exactly. And the one thing I do like about the division is, not the division, uh, the Outriders, is that there is a variety of enemies. Uh, so there's there's peop- there's enemies that have guns, and they also have like fire tornadoes, <laughs> and also there's giant creatures because uh, it's an alien planet. So it's uh, and they all each of the races and and uh, factions have different attacks they can use on you, and uh, it's varied. But at the same time, every time you uh, the the game has like a world tier system, so. As you level up to the next world tier, your rewards are going to get better, but also the game gets harder. Uh, you can always keep dropping down world tier and level up until you can handle the next world tier. But uh, I don't do that. So it's hard by myself, so I have to play solo. So I only play Outriders when I have my, when I have my friend online to play co-op. Yeah. And uh, whenever else I play that, uh, play, uh, whenever else. You can do this. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, whenever else I play video games, I'm playing Persona Five Strikers, uh, because that game is amazing. <laughs> you play that on um, PS Five? I play it on PS Five. Has a look uh, now? Is there a PS Four upgrading when you play it well, on PS Five? Or I don't know if there's a stuff like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's there's like a some kind of difference between frame rate or whatever. But the main difference is loading times. Uh, it's right. it's a lot better. It's instant. Yeah, and I, and I think actually there's like an exploit in the game you can only do on PlayStation Five, where, uh, or at least it worked better on PlayStation Five. In in the game, there's like a there, there's a bond system where you gain certain bond points by doing activities with your friends or teammates in your in the game, uh, and one of them is just like you go up to a statue and and you talk about it for a little bit, then you walk away, and when you do that. You get a little bit of, of bond points, but in in this exploit, you just go to a loading screen that's right next to it, come back, and just click it again. It's, it's you can do it in, like infinitely, um, and that's and the loading time has to be really good for that to be worth it. <laughs> so right. that's why you can only really do it on a PlayStation Five because that's makes it instant. There you go. So uh, I I don't I don't know if you've ever played play, uh, Persona Five. It's no, but I've heard good things. I I didn't know. Um... I don't know if I heard. I know Strikers was was a little bit different, right, than the main. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more like a hack and slash action action thing. You know, you know how like a uh, Warriors game, Samurai Warriors, things like that. It's mm-hmm. not quite like that, but uh, it's got kind of the same thing where there's a whole bunch of enemies, and you have to instead of doing uh, instead of selecting a move and waiting a turn like in the regular Persona Five, you just you just uh you have combos and you can activate things in real time it's like uh i, I guess i guess it's more like uh a kingdom like an action rpg than mm-hmm. a jr than a t- turn-based rpg right but it's more it's also similar to uh warriors type games like like i said before um you, and i think uh, it's really fun do you prefer that style over the uh original or do you like that uh, one better oh i i I love JRPGs, tactical uh, turn-based RPGs, so I prefer the original. Gotcha. But uh, I like this because it's like a hybrid between uh, the two. Uh, this better than Warriors-type games because I have Orochi Warriors. I was playing that recently. Mm-hmm. 
and that's I thought it was really fun, but eventually it's just very repetitive. Right. And this never got repetitive. Uh, because in Persona 5, another aspect of it is uh, collecting uh, personas, which is kind of like, it's kind of like Pokemon. <laughs> there's there's a whole bunch of di- different demons you can fight. And uh, when you beat them up, uh, in, the, in the regular Persona games, if you wanted to, I'm going on a tirade, but uh, <laughs> in, in the regular Persona games, if you wanted to get a new Persona, you had to like, convince them you like after you beat them up they're like oh hey spare my life please and then you convince them to join you and they become your persona and then you can like fuse them and make new personas and stuff but in this one you beat them up and they have a chance to become a persona so they like, you drop a mask you pick it up it's like loot and i think that's great uh and i got really into building personas because you can drop you can pass down certain moves um and I think that's probably one of my favorite parts about the game is building personas into like the the most optimized version they could be. There like you go. Uh, if like one of my favorites uh, personas is is uh, Black Frost. He he's like a he's like a recolor of a different persona called Jack Frost, and uh, he's a little silly guy who's evil, but he's an ice type, and I just put ice amp, ice bless, all those kind of passive attacks on him to make his one ice attack. Do a ton of damage and it's uh a lot of people listening to this don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> no but it's but i i'm very <laughs> <don't> either <laughs> i'm i'm uh it's a i'm like super into persona 5 right now so i'm very passionate about it <laughs> i'm sure somebody out there knows what you're talking about and they're like you, you're damn right jonah you tell them yeah exactly it's uh it's it's hard to talk about it w- without like sounding like I without like losing you because it's hard to explain what I'm talking about. But it's right. a, it's a very it's a very fun game if you're interested in Persona Five but didn't want to give this a try because it's not a JRPG. Just do it. It's really good. Get it on the PlayStation Four. I think the PlayStation Four version is better, uh, frame rate ri- wise because this game has a lot of enemies on screen mm-hmm. at a time and that could cause a problem on the Switch. At least until the Switch Pro comes out. <laughs> Who knows what that's <laughs> going to look like, or exactly, or how powerful it's going to be. Um, do you uh, do you have any exclusive PS5 games yet, or no? I, the only PS5 game that I have, right? Well, actually, I have I have two PS5 games, neither of which I got rec- I got them both like when they launched because I was like, oh my god, I want these. One of them is Spider Man. Uh, yeah, Miles the Morales edition. Yeah, it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that because I was like, because I loved Spider-Man PS4. I was like, I want to play that again eventually. I have your Spider-Man PS4 still. Yeah, exactly. But I have the PlayStation Five version, so you can have it if you want. <laughs> I don't You're care. So kind. <laughs> uh, but um, so I, I got that, and it's still sealed because you know I don't. I was like, I should probably play something new. Uh, so I'm playing Outriders. It might take a while, and I also have Yakuza Five. Uh, the the European version actually not the not the current one that came out recently. Okay. Not, not Yakuza Five. Ah oh, shit. Hold on. Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon. Okay. Uh, it re-released. It released recently on PS5, even in the states. But there was a version in Europe that was like a special edition, and I have that sealed. And I'm just like, I want to keep that sealed. There you go. Sure. So I might buy. <laughs> so eventually, I might buy play uh, uh, Yakuza Seven again, like a, like a dragon. Okay. Uh, for the English, so I don't have to open that. But at the same time, I really should play new games. 
But <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what's you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, I got the play uh, the new systems, PlayStation, and Xbox, and it's like, but what are you playing on it? And most people are just relying or going back to Game Pass for Xbox and like for PS5, I guess they're doing uh, PS Now or you know the few games that are out, but um, yeah, for me right yeah. now, like there's no reason for me to upgrade any of the systems yet. Just I usually wait like a year or two until something's out. Like I remember PS3, uh, I waited ex- exclusively for Metal Gear Solid 4 before I got a PS3, and PS4 I ended up getting because uh, I was I think it was a year after it came out. But our buddy Carmine was working at GameStop, and he was able to um, kind of put one aside for me, and I got a good deal on it. Not through him, but it was, they were just having a promotion right. uh, for it, and he was able to save me one put aside. So I got a couple games with that. and um, Yeah, so I'm going to wait probably, uh, probably about a year or so. Honestly, when, um, the God, maybe when God of War comes out and... Um, uh, Senua's sacrifice. Sacrifice. Senua's uh, the one that, for Xbox. Uh, I think that's Senua's sacrifice was the first one, but that was a fantastic game. And, I still haven't uh, played that one. No, you gotta play it. You gotta like right now. Just get off this <laughs> podcast and but no, it's really cool. It really is. Uh, Carmine, our buddy, he when he ad- advertised it, but when he told us about, it, he's like, oh, you sh- you guys should play it. It's um, it's something I haven't played, or it's something he hasn't felt for a game in a long time, and it's one of those games you have to play with the head with the headphones, um, and uh, it, it was a really it's it's really cool. Like I'm not gonna spoil anything for you. Like you just have to experience it. Play with the lights off, just kind of wear you know wear the headphones and just kind of flow. It's not even a long game. It's just like this. It's a very interesting experience. Uh. I, I really enjoyed it, so I'm very interested to see what the second one's all about. So, but is it is it for sure getting a PS5 release? Uh, Xbox. It's exclusive to Xbox. Oh, okay. So that's I why so. I was saying I would get an Xbox, probably for that game down the road. Um, but it it's on. It's actually for PlayStation Four. The first one's for PlayStation Four and Xbox and PC. So. Hell yeah. You can play it, Jonah. Uh, I think it's still on Game Pass, actually, so you should play it. Yeah, maybe. I'll give it a shot. You monster. You <laughs> no, will the thing, play it. No, here's the thing. Nope, uh, whenever no whenever I'm playing whenever I'm playing a game on uh on a, what is it? Uh on Xbox. Xbox I can't <laughs> what, get what in. What do they call that thing? <laughs> I know, I can't get into it. I don't know. Maybe it's just because my hands are so used to the PlayStation controllers. I'm just like this is a this is a controller. This is your controller. And then the Xbox, I'm like, oh, I'm just playing someone else's console at someone else's house. I don't know why. I so I I played very, when I had it's very strange. It's, it's very it, it is very strange. It is very strange. It's, it's my mind works weird. But I, I I remember when I had Game Pass, I downloaded a whole bunch of games, and I was and and they're all great games. And I was playing some, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll just go back to PlayStation in a bit, because I couldn't get into it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe it's because I prefer trophies over achievements, and I'm like, I'd rather work towards a trophy than an achievement. Yeah. Uh, well, I experienced a- tro- uh, ex- achievements before trophies because I got Xbox 360 before PS3. and I mean, that was back in the heyday where you had Halo 3, Gears of War, 
Um, I mean, Halo 3 I played forever, but going through that game and seeing, like, the achievements pop up, you're like, oh, you get addicted to it. So Yeah. Trophies I wasn't too too excited for when it came to PS3 because I always thought PS3 was just trying to play catch-up because it came out a year later and... It just the 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 um like the multiplayer wasn't all there yet. Like they didn't even have party chat in the beginning, so it was uh yeah. But yeah, the controllers. I, I always uh, enjoyed the controllers for Xbox for sure. Yeah, and that's. Um, I think I, that's the consensus. With, but I mean, uh, with, go ahead. I mean, you've 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 played with the Dual Sense Five or the Dual Shock Five. Yeah. It's now the dual sense, right? I, I don't know if it's still... dual sense now. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, how does how is that controller above all controllers? I think it's um, I well, I think it's great. Uh, I I think right now I still prefer the DualShock Four. Really? Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might just be because uh, I'm I'm not used to. It's a it's a slightly different shape. Also, one thing I don't like about this controller is that uh, uh, I haven't had it for too long. But I've already started like wearing off uh, on like on the on the paint because of my sweaty hands when I'm playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think within like two weeks, I started noticing marks on like the back of the right right uh right grip. Wow! And I was like, That's, well, I heard um, also it's they're experiencing the drift issue on their controllers. Uh, I have not had that problem. I actually had the problem with drift on my PlayStation Four controllers I, with both really. Of them. Yeah, I, I never I, even thought about that till uh, the Switch was saying that the Joy Cons have it, and I noticed um, a little bit on when I was playing Breath of the Wild, but I haven't, I have not experienced any of that in prior controllers. But then again, I really haven't. These past two generations, I haven't really played as much as I used to, so maybe the controllers didn't get as much wear and tear as usual, but. Um, yeah, I think with the switch, I actually did have a problem with the the left Joy-Con on my standard uh, standard Joy-Cons. Yeah, it was uh, the left because I remember it kept circling around Link at one point. I was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't think I think I still use. Well, well actually, I got a I got like Pro Grips for my for when I when I do it when I take it uh in portable mode mm-hmm. and it, it makes it like bigger. So it's not, your hands are not all scrunched up and giving you right. Giving you pain. Yeah. Because I think the joy cons are great. A great idea. And i actually like using, I play a, I play fitness boxing sometimes on the switch and, I, and, then, and uh, holding the joy cons in your fist while yeah. you're punching. Uh-huh. I think it works great. And I like it a lot. Well, there you go. But, uh, but holding it, uh, in my, in regular, the regular joy cons in portable mode, I don't think is very comfortable. So I think if you're going to get a switch, I don't know how the pro contr- pro uh, switch is going to be, but I think you should definitely invest in one of those. Uh, I think they're called split pad pros. Uh, Hori split pad pros. Uh, you can get them on Amazon for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. I got those and they were great. They're very comfortable. So if you're going to play, if you prefer playing in a portable, just get those. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have too much issue. I mean, my hands are pretty big. I had, um, just the uh, the little pieces. My hands are chunky. <laughs> my hands. I think you. I think you have bigger hands, but my hands are chunky. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the. I have the skinny fingers or long, slender fingers, whatever. But um, the uh, 
the Joy-Con themselves. I just put the like the the wrist strap adapter thing on. That kind of makes it a little bit wider, and that was enough to be okay with, without having like my hand feel like it's cramped up. Because at first I was like, mm, that's gonna be too small. Even when my wife and I were playing Mario Kart off of one the controller, like each she gets the joy one side of the joy pad, I get the other one. I thought that'd be annoying, but it's not that bad at all. So it did surprise me in that aspect. But um, yeah, because I heard uh, just going back to the Dual Sense, I heard that. Like was one of the best controllers, like out there right now, as far as feel and um, just the way it, just the way it works. Yeah, it might be. It's just that I'm, I played PlayStation, the PlayStation Four. I wasn't very active during PlayStation Three era. You know, I like I got it. I got it early. I think two thousand seven. I got my PlayStation Three. I didn't really start playing until like two thousand eight or two thousand nine or something. Well, like I bought games. It came out like, in two thousand eight. Really I think it came out two thousand. Oh, did it? Yeah. No, it didn't. 2007. You're right. I apologize. I don't know. I, it's I got. Weird. I can't I remember believe it's I got been that it, long already. I remember <laughs> I got it near launch, uh, and I didn't play it for a while because I was like, I don't really care. Uh, and I was like, although thinking back, I was like, why did I even get it? <laughs> uh, so I, I started playing a year later, and uh, uh, and, I, and I played it infrequently. So I played a game every now and then, and I was like, okay, I'm bored now. Started started doing other things. And then I started getting into the PlayStation 3 closer to the end of its uh, uh, life cycle, mm-hmm. um, which I don't remember what that was. Was that like 20, 2012, 2013? Uh, probably, yep, probably around there. Yeah, some, somewhere around there. Uh, and I, I actually vividly remember me trying HDMI cables for the first time because I, I, PS3 still had the... Uh, uh- Component. component cables or, yeah yeah composite composite yeah, yeah. and uh I, I was playing that for most of the time and then i think i was playing infamous uh and i was like and i think my dad had an hdmi cable from something and he gave it to me and i and i plugged it in there's a whole new and world I was like, oh my god <laughs> because i didn't know what i what i what i was missing because i had only ever known this yeah <laughs> i'd only ever known compo- uh, composite cables or right whatever it's like I can and see it, again. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, it was so. It was like this is so sharp. Oh my god! And, and uh, I was, I was hooked. And I think that that like made me want to play more games because now everything was so so good. Looked so good in HD. Uh, and so I started playing more of that. Uh, and then PlayStation Four, uh, I started playing that. M- and I became a gamer. <laughs> I became when a gamer. Turn around. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I really, so PlayStation four is the first generation where I was actually very into games. It was, it was like an actual hobby rather than a way to pass the time. Sometimes. There you go. Yeah. Um, I, um, PlayStation three, that era was, I, I consider that with the three sixty. So I played a lot of games on three sixty, and then, um, well, PlayStation 3, like I said, was playing catch-up. So you would have better... Like, if it was um, multi-platform, you would have uh, you would have better games on 360 because the PS3 wanted to go with, like, the cell processor or something, whatever they were doing. So that was hard to develop for in the beginning. So most of the games I played on Xbox, but the few exclu- exclusives that I played I had fun with, which definitely was Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, and then when PlayStation 4 came out... I really 
Um, didn't really play too, too. I mean, the, the library is huge, of course, but I really remember just playing Destiny with you guys for a while, one and two. Um, then I played the Division, a lot of some Ghost Recon stuff. Uh, checked out Rainbow Six for a little while there. What else did I play? Um, oh, and then Metal Gear Solid. But I never beat that game because it was open world, and I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't have time to beat this right now. I should go back and play that because I'm, I'm a huge Metal Gear Solid fan, and I don't know why, but that game was kind of just like, eh, I don't know. I don't have time to go around. You know, I, and... I actually have a funny experience with uh, Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh, when I gave Metal Gear Solid 4 a shot, I had my very, I had an, a really old TV, uh, like a big box TV, and it was a TV I've had for a long time, and the colors were kind of burnt out on it, so everything was darker, and you know Metal Gear Solid's a dark game, so I tried to get through the game, and it was very dark, I couldn't see shit, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm done, this game sucks, <laughs> so I never went back to it, I've, so I've never completed I don't even think I think I got past like two chapters or for the first chapter or something with Metal Gear Solid Four, but it was like yeah. straining my eyes trying to see it. Yeah, it's um, uh, that one. That game was always a game that you would ha have to have wanted to play for the story because it's all story driven. I mean, the, it's basically a movie. Um, I like the yeah, gameplay. The graphics were really good for the time. And, and I wouldn't have had a problem with it. It's just I couldn't see things. It was giving me headaches trying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I think my first TV I ever got was uh my grandmother got it from this uh someone that lived near her who passed away and it was a tv that didn't even have sound and it barely had colors like almost black and white and i tried playing ps1 games on it and you couldn't even hear anything because the sound was all it was like gargly sound and it was like staticky and it was terrible so i feel for you i understand your pain <laughs> yeah but, um, no <laughs> So what else have you've been in, in uh, indulging with this oh this past uh, week? While we're still talking about video games, uh, remember uh, I think maybe during the last podcast or the podcast before, we were talking about how Sony's taking down the Vita and this PS3 store. Uh yes. Uh, they actually came out and said, "Hey, we're not doing that anymore." Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, I saw that. That's uh, funny, but you know what? That's that's a good thing because. That shows that, you know, people who are uh, passionate and actually complain using social media can actually uh, make things, actual positive things happen. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. And that was cool. So, so it's good news uh, because you'll still have access to DLC and patches and stuff and D and digital only games for the foreseeable future. Uh, one week you take extended yeah. one week that'd be funny <laughs> yeah no that's it's still uh i think it's still a good reason why you should prefer physical media over digital absolutely. games yeah but that's the one that's, uh, yeah go on yeah go ahead no i was gonna say absolutely i 100 percent agree for me physical media is just i mean you own it it's yours exactly uh, like we're saying uh, with pt and games like that that are like gone yeah exactly um so the problem is with the whole situation is now uh, I've started wanting to collect PlayStation 3 games. Uh, and the biggest problem is that because of this whole furor <laughs> over these uh, this PlayStation 3 store being shut down, PlayStation 3 games are becoming expensive. 
They will. <laughs> they will. Yeah. So, uh, so a while back, uh, when I was still playing my Yakuza uh, games, um, I remember I, I was trying to buy Yakuza Dead Souls for the PlayStation Three. It's like a zombie spinoff that Yakuza did, <laughs> and it was around thirty bucks. And I was like, "That's too much," <laughs> so I didn't buy it. Yeah. Now, now if you want a sealed copy, you have to pay pay like around one fifty. If you want an unsealed copy, you'll have to pay around a hundred. And I'm just like, "Come on, bro! I'm not doing that." Yeah, so I, I actually, so I've been going. I went to GameStop, and you know, I think it might have been like the end of last year or something. But they've really scaled back their 360 Xbox, uh, 360 PS3 offerings. They have like two shelves and there's barely anything on those shelves except for sports games. Uh, I checked both of the ones near us. Mm-hmm. And they had they had nothing of, of real interest to me. So I was I was thinking about going down to Pandora's Box. It's a collectibles place, which which is not where it used to be. I don't know if you know that. They moved. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly where they are. I've been wanting to stop in once the pandemic it's better and i'm allowed to do that <laughs> yeah yeah so um i think i actually stopped by after they moved once and uh just looked around at their stuff and i i remember i i remember i i stopped by and i checked their pokemon cards because this was when it first like happened the pokemon card thing i was like I was like do they have anything like super rare could i i can like i can like grab yeah and they had some rare stuff and they i remember i remember the one uh, this one thing they had a box a booster box, not like one of the old ones that you keep hearing about. They had like a booster box of like black and white or something. And I was like, how much is that? And he's like, that's $3,000. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> Did he really? Was it really $3,000? Yeah, $3,000. And I was and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. And you know, it's not the, they're not price gouging. That's what the market price is. I know. So um, I, like, I don't, stores I don't like expect- that, they usually, they'll price them exactly what usually around the market. They got to make something, exactly. of course, so, but they're not so going to be I'm, like trying to be like an ebay scalper or something ridiculous that's like oh well that's six thousand dollars when you can get it for yeah. 300 yeah so I, I like i'm not saying that to say that that pandora's box is uh prices their game their stuff badly they don't they they are very fair i'm just saying that uh i was surprised that that, that yeah, for the price was for that what much. it was <laughs> yeah exactly well that's the that's crazy because like we were mentioning uh one of the podcasts that i gave my uh cousin a whole book of like cards that i had and i haven't looked it up but i'm sure there was a couple of cards in there that were probably worth something crazy now and but that's the thing you don't know like video games you don't know what's going to be good or not like really if you really wanted to play the long game what you should do is go to like say say for ps4 games now or whatever just trying to think of something that wouldn't be too too crazy and just start buying like anything that's on a bargain, anything that's like priced like twenty bucks or lower, just grab something that you think of like, oh wow, what's this? Like anything, especially if it had a good review, grab because you don't know if it was something that was uh, like didn't um, sell a lot, because then those end up being worth a lot later on down the road. Because I asked on Twitter recently about the uh, Mario Brothers All Stars. That came out for, um, or it was like the 35th anniversary that came out for Switch. I have that actually. Yeah, oh, well, I have that too, but oh, I was yeah. wondering if I should get another one before they were gonna, like, because Nintendo was gonna stop producing them. Right. And 
everyone said, no, don't worry about it because there's so many that sold. It's not going to really be worth that much down the road because you should be able to find find them easily. Cause I thought you were talking about the uh, the Wii version, the the box, the Wii the Wii box set. Oh or... no no! But you have that. I have that on. Yeah. How much does that go for? I have no idea. Like I remember when I checked like a while back, it wasn't really that. I think it was like one hundred plus. But I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also used to have Metroid Prime Trilogy, the Steelbook Collector's Edition for the Wii. Uh huh. I was pretty proud of that. And I don't, and I, and I'm guessing I sold it because I don't remember selling it, but I don't have it. (laughs) Um, but I sold a lot of stuff over the years. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have sold it for a bad price. So, cause I was really proud of it. Yeah. You probably got a good price for it at the time. Now it's probably tripled uh, in price. So you made a bad decision. It is. Yeah. No, I I made a, (laughs) I made a fair amount of bad decisions financially with with selling things. I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things though. You don't know. I mean, games. The thing with games is uh, they have to be good games. Well, I wouldn't say they have to be, but usually if they're a good game that didn't sell a lot of copies to you know to be rare, then then you're good to go. Then you should then you should be able to make some good money on it. Or um, it just it's just a hard to find game because people want to hang on to them so no one's selling them. Uh, so yeah, going I, back I remember- to um, Metal Gear, I remember, because when Metal Gear Solid 4 was going to come out, I wanted to get all the ones that came prior to, and Metal Gear Solid 3 came out with a few additions, and one was called, like, Substance, or Substance, something like that. Subsistence, Or Substance, Substance, Subsistence. And that came with the original Metal Gear that came on the MSX console and Metal Gear 2, along with 3 and stuff. So, anyway... I wanted to get that one, but you try to look on eBay and Amazon, and they were trying to sell them for like minimum used, like eighty five bucks. So I'm looking, I'm looking, and all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, I just happened to check Sears, like Sears.com, and they were selling a brand new one for twenty bucks because they had stock still, but no one would check that store ever. Right. Like especially I, online, because <laughs> at the time I think they're like starting to slowly, slowly transition into going out of business, which I guess they are now. Maybe there's a few stores left, but anyway, I thought that was like the craziest thing. Of course, I opened it and played it, and I do have two copies actually of that. But anyway, I, you know, you never know. Sometimes like that, I thought that was very interesting because everyone's literally selling them used, and the conditions were from like good. No manual. You know how people treat their games back in the day. That's why I never got used anything because I would treat my games like I just, like I just got it. Like it'll never have a scratch on it. Manuals, like everything's in perfect condition. Sometimes you get used games and it looked like it went through a fire. You're like, how is this possible? Like oh, people man. like destroy their stuff. I don't under, the, I don't get it. Uh, I wanna I wanna condemn them, but when I was a youngster. I wasn't very good to my games. Uh, <laughs> like uh, I remember my PlayStation. I I, uh, I I remember I specifically have two games that are for the PlayStation that are so scratched up I can't play them anymore. <laughs> That's uh, and they're good games. Like uh, one of them worth is actually, thousands now, and you messed one up. Of, I think I think one of them is actually worth a good amount of money if it's good good condition. I think it's Budokai Three, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Three. Yeah, that one's um, um that one's highly sought out. I was thinking yeah. about rebuying it at one point, but then I was like, 
I, I passed yeah. on it because I didn't want to pay the price that they wanted for it. Because I also, I, what I used to do with Dragon Ball games is I would get one, and then when next year when the when the better game came out, I would sell or trade that one in so I can get another one, so I can put it towards that new one. I should say, of right. course, looking in in hindsight, that stinks because some of those games are very highly sought after, like uh, Tenkaichi Three, very highly sought after game for a while there that was selling for like eighty five. Something like that for a while. Now, now you can't get a used one or a new one anywhere. So, I kind of messed up on that because that was a good one. That one had all the characters in it, and it was just fun to play. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was great, and I destroyed mine. <laughs> so, good uh, for you, Jonah. So I still have it. It's just so if you if you're just looking at my shelf, you're like, oh, you got Budokai three. Congratulations. I'm like, yeah, I do. Uh, but you know, it was hard though. <laughs> to be fair. The jewel cases, um, that generation, like Dreamcast, stuff like that, they had the jewel cases, which you got to be very careful with that because the plastic breaks easily. Mm. So That's true, yeah. Yeah, so I know I, I have a lot of uh, covers that are have a little cracks in them, whatever. Uh, not particularly my fault, but just from where they were stored and moved around. Um, but, yeah, no, but some people would, like, you're saying PlayStation games, anything with disc space, like used, it's uh, it's a gamble. Uh, I I got a original Xbox again from a retro store a couple of years ago, and the system was fine. The guy put a new um, DVD, uh, I think track on it or uh, or a disc tray band or something in it. Like he fixed everything it was good, but they wanted to offer. Uh, or I wanted to get Halo 2 with it, like 1 and 2. 1 worked okay, 1 worked fine, but 2 wouldn't get past like the first um, video. And you look at the disc, and it was scratched really, really bad. So I brought it back, and the guy polished it up. And I went back to play it again, and it wouldn't get past the first level, even though it looked almost brand new. So I brought it to the guy again. I was like, yeah, and he's like, you know what? You just get your monies back, and it's just, just you just keep it. So I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> but that's the thing sometimes yeah. you know if those uh scratches are deep you can't even polish them out like the game's gonna skip and be horrible yeah exactly uh so i remember take care of your stuff kids <laughs> i remember uh i tried this was with the other game that doesn't work i i looked up a thing online i was like google how do i fix scratched up playstation 2's two games not google i don't know what i was using Maybe Google. Ask Jeeves. Maybe. <laughs> and it was like, it was it, it was something like, uh, put toothpaste on it. <laughs> yeah, toothpaste. And and I did that, and it actually helped a little bit. Like, let me get further in, but I it still kept freezing. <laughs> I saw that too. I tried that on, um, what did I try that on? I think I tried it on a game, or it might have been a movie, actually. I think a movie. But anyway, I tried, it didn't really work too well the uh, toothpaste yeah i just i feel like well my my in my case a lot of the games uh were very scratched up because when i was switching switching discs i would just just put them on top of the switching discs and i put them on the console i didn't put them in the box i was like whatever just stay there for a couple days (laughs) you know uh and it's it's just uh i just didn't care much about what that was happening with the disc. I was like, they're just, I just play them and they're fine. They're not collectibles. Uh, and I didn't even, I don't even think I had a, a concept of collectibles aside from, from like Pokemon cards when I was a kid. 
I didn't even know what they were collectibles. It was just, I want more. No, nah, you just <laughs> wanted more. You got to collect them all. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. As a kid, everything's disposable. Anything new, like you're just interested in the new thing. And then anything that's old, you just want to be like, all right, get it out of here. I, I mean, yeah. uh, let's see. I think, well, that wasn't my fault. I was going to say a, a Game Boy. I remember I had a Game Boy and then I just wanted a Game Boy Color right away. I would probably sell my Game Boy if I had a chance. But I didn't have, I had... um. My Game Boy was stolen from my brother's locker uh, or something, whatever the story was. But I had a translucent Game Boy with the translucent case. And I know that nowadays or at one point went for a lot of money. And, uh, yeah, that would have been fun to have. And then uh, he was able to uh, find out who, who did take it. But they the only thing... I guess they sold it already, so they gave him a uh, regular Game Boy back, so that wasn't worth as much. Yeah. So, uh, and I lost all my games, too, with that. But usually, that, that... usually when it came to games, I, I there was a moment there where I was just trading them in instead of holding on to them. PlayStation 2, I was able to hold on to more games because that was probably when, um, that's when I started... Well, I think that's when I was like later in my teens, so I was I had a job and stuff like that, so I could pay, I can buy my own stuff. Uh, cause usually I would only get games on Christmas, if I, and I would uh, pr- uh, probably only ask for like two or three, and probably only either got one or so, something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so. At the time, usually I would just trade them in so I can, you know, have enough money to pay for the new one without overspending, I should say. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so hindsight is twenty twenty for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm, uh, so, so now I'm, I'm still, I'm still really, really want to collect PS3 games now. So, yeah, hopefully I, I, I get over that, or the prices go back down because the PlayStation Store is still up. But uh, now I just want to visit all the game stores around here, and I think I also want to go to Video Games New York. You remember that place? The, yeah, the place uh, I went to get the uh, the limited run game thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I still, I want to go there. They had a lot of cool stuff, but I haven't been in New York since uh, quarantine happened. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing with everything now. It's like you want everything to be normal, but it's like, I don't know, it's just stupid at this point. Everything's stupid. I just want it to be over and be normal and all that just stuff. Want all the, just want all the games and no virus. Yeah, well, I mean, we used to go on. Uh, we started going before all the crazy happened. We started hitting up some retro stores. We, I, I have a few in the area that we like to go to, you know, check, yeah. in, check in on them every once in a while. Yeah, but but now I'm like looking at PS like PS, like back then I wasn't even caring about the PlayStation Three games, so I, I wasn't even looking at them. And now I'm just like I want them. It's uh, a drug, to be honest, because there was a while that were like NES games. I wanted all like all these NES games, and I was like willing to be like, all right, well, I got to get the good ones. I got to get the good ones that are like, all right, one hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, okay. Well, maybe if I only buy one of those. You know, maybe this month, the next month I can have another, maybe I'll buy like 200 worth of games. And it's like, if you don't like stop and try to, like for me though, it's different because now you want to get them for collecting reasons. I wanted to get them for collecting and play them though. 
So I had to like stop myself and be like, okay, because I started buying like all the top retro games at the time. Um, like I was like, all right, I got to get Zelda Link to the Past and all the good games. And for NES, I got the uh, all the Castlevanias, the uh, Mega Mans. Although at the time when I bought them, like I was mentioning in the other podcast, they weren't as crazy as they are now to try to buy them all together. But it's a drug because like I went from like maybe picking up a th- like three or four games to like probably picking up maybe like 70 games in like six months worth of time and yeah. uh but it's addicting i actually so. i actually went through a kind of a kind of similar phase i think maybe uh the like 2019 i was really into 360 games uh and so i went on ebay and i was like buying all the other all 360 lots and yeah. I, I think i think i got a lot of games uh for and it was a fair, fair i think it was pretty cheap uh, I think I spent all together like two hundred dollars, and uh, including shipping, and I got uh, a, I don't even know how much I have. I have a lot though, <laughs> and uh, I bought some of them by themselves because I like the box art or if they were yeah. special editions. But uh, most of them were from like lots. Do they are and they I, scratched up or do they work and are decent? Decent. Uh, I only I only bought the lots that that said like new, but some of them were not like new, and I had to uh, <laughs> I had to figure out. I was like, I don't really want to deal with it because most of them were fine. But so yeah. I so I just left it. I didn't complain with to right. the seller. Yeah. But I remember I bought one game that was like like new. It was a special edition, uh, and it got sent to me. And like the like the, you know the plastic cover on these on the cases, mm-hmm. it was ripped off. You can't even slide in a replacement like like a right. cover art yeah. because there's no plastic on the top anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, now I'm complaining. I'm going to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna strike this, bro. Yeah, you uh, got us. So, so I got my money back, uh, and also I think, and also they let me keep the game, so that was fine. But I, uh, it's ugly. So, uh, it's and you I and find, I could never you find, find another. Was it was it a green case? It's a green case. No, but it's a it's a it was a it was a green case with one of those, uh, you know, the second flap, the second disc oh. flap. For like the and special, so I tried. I tried to find one of those, and I and I couldn't really. So I was like, maybe I'll just find a second copy of it. But they're kind of expensive. Uh, this was a pretty good price, I guess, for the reasons stated previously. Yeah. But um, so I just left it. It has a slip cover, so I just keep that on. Um. But I, I so I have a lot of 360 games because of that whole phase and that was i think a couple months also yeah well you know what maybe you'll get some that pops up i know game pass kind of has a bunch of like the main a lot of popular xbox 360 games on there um like but i, I, play I, I still xbox think 360 it's 360 games <laughs> i bought them just to collect well that's what i, I still them. think it's very um smart to still if you can afford it go out and try to get some cheap uh physical games you know 360 good with PS3, and then, you know, like I said, if you just happen to stumble um, across, like, any PS4 games, maybe, that are starting to be on sale, just kind of look at them, see what they did review-wise, and if they did pretty decent, I would pick one up. You never know. That's the thing. I mean, it's different, too, because there's a lot of... Well, I shouldn't say it's a lot of, but now you have, like, limited-run games and stuff like that that put out all these, like, hard-to-get games already, so usually... The games you'll find on the shelves normally are going to be probably the ones that sold a lot, you know, that aren't yeah. limited, that aren't going to be worth a lot. But you never know. 
And sometimes, I, like those retro game stores, might even carry those, like some of those uh, limited run games that are being sold back. Um, right. I know. Uh, I know. I know. Video Games New York is like a spe- specifically a partner with Limited Run Games, so I think they get stuff from Limited Run. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you're in the New York area and you're looking for any specific Limited Run games, uh, you can call them up and ask if they have it, and just go pick it up if they do. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I was trying to get what, what was it? Uh, Night Trap. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get the collector's edition of that. Uh, although this didn't work out as I planned because I called, asked them if they had the collector's edition. They're like, yeah, we do. And I came down they're like, oh no, we don't. So I had to get the standard version or something. Yeah. That's, that's what you gave me. Yeah. And, uh, I bought myself a copy also, but I was kind of pissed cause I, I probably wouldn't have gone if it was just a standard. Right. Like, I mean, that um, was a, that's, you know, that's a trip that it's not, uh, not cheap too, especially if you went by train or something. Yeah, I went by the PATH train in Harrison, uh, and that was, and it was, uh, and the PATH train is actually not that bad. I think it's uh, a couple bucks uh, if you with on your Metro card, but you have to drive there. It's like yeah, 40 well, minutes uh, from, from where we are yeah. uh, to Harrison, and then you have to, you have to pay for parking, which is 10 bucks, uh, so it adds up, <laughs> and, and then, you know, you have to take a subway, so it adds up, <laughs> but... Uh, at the same time, uh, it was cool going there just because I saw what they have. They have a lot of import games. They have a lot of uh, rare stuff. Very expensive. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Cool like, stuff. I don't know. Like, a store like that, though, I know a couple I walked in, and the prices are high. Like, yeah. off the bat, they're high. Like Because I remember, like I said, looking for Nintendo games, NES games, retro, like, Sega, stuff like that. I noticed that their prices are inflated a little bit. Oh, I should say some are inflated a lot, but unfortunately, that's what it is with with stuff like that. So yeah. you're gonna end up paying a little um, bit more, um, and then hopefully, if you do plan on selling it again, you you're able to make some sort of profit off of it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I so that's why I'm I'm kind of like uh uh. That's why when I go to these stores, I'm hoping. That while they are looking at the market, they might be a little bit behind. You know, they they haven't uh, caught up with the current trends. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's their. That's, they have they have so much games. That's their job, though, man. That's like they. That's what know. they go off of. Because if like, I go oh, okay. to, so if I go to Pandora's box and I'm like, oh my god, they have Yakuza Dead Souls, and I pick it up, go to the register, and they're like, that'll be hundred and twenty-five dollars, please. And I'm like, bro, it was thirty a week ago. They're like, that's the way the cookie crumbles. That's exactly what they're going to say to you, though, because their job is to make a profit as well. Yeah, but they have um, so much stuff. They have like, like I three follow employees. them on Facebook, though. Like, they're, they're, they do the work. Like, they're in attics at a, on 100-degree oh. days, like, digging through people's stuff. They're uh, doing the, um, uh, like, the um, storage boxes. Like, they're, they're buying some of that stuff through there. It's, they're doing work, and... I understand. I mean, it's like I said, it's it's one thing if it's a collector's item and they're shooting high for it, um, but you know, if it's a normal, like I'll look at the normal games if they're trying to sell. Oh Jesus, that scared me. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, no, some some uh, some flying bug almost started, almost tackled me in the face. Nice. But uh, go good ahead. luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Jonah won't be making it to any further podcast. He was eaten by a monster. I was eaten by Mothra. There you go. I actually, I remember I went, when we were at Pandora's Box a long time ago, I asked them if they had a, like, a, I think it was a Halo edition Xbox One. Original. Original Xbox. Um, and they were like, yeah, we have it. And it's not here. It's They had it like at, in their storage or at their home or something. And uh, they would like get it out for me. And then I waited for a while. And I, then I messaged them like, oh, yeah, uh, we still have it. We're going to look for it. Then I followed up again a few weeks later. And they're like, same thing. And then I just like stopped following up. And they just never responded to me. So I was still kind of salty about that. Well, you know uh, what it was? Because they probably, they wanted to make sure you would be a potential buyer first. Because, you know, there's, well, if, pr- there's like, people that go in there and just look around for a while. I mean, I was one of no, them. Like, for, but. No, like I, I, like I was in store. I asked them if they had it. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll get it out for you. And and, uh, and uh, you can come stop by, stop by and, and you can buy it. Did you and leave then, them uh, your name and number? Well, I sent and them a, a Facebook message <laughs> and a nice little Benji. I sent I sent them a Facebook message and uh, then and then you know we just follow to to follow up and uh, they're like we haven't got it out yet and then the third time and then and then I was like you know they're either not gonna do it or they're too busy and they just keep forgetting but I just don't want to keep following up so I just I would up. I would have went if I wanted it I would have went down. To the store and be like, listen, uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I know you guys have one. Um, is there a deposit I could put down on it? Like just to, you know, make it worth your while to dig it out. And then right. uh, then they would have saw you as a potential or a as a serious buyer. Oh, that's some garbage. They told me they were going to get it out. That they, they should have got it out. They, that's uh... Jonah, maybe what happened was they got it out, but someone else was pretending to be you at the time. Maybe. So like know. they're like, oh, this guy was asking for a couple of weeks now. We don't know what he looks like, but we know he was messaging him. This must be you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm interested in that Xbox. Or they it. pulled it it's... out, had it on the counter, and someone offered them some money. Because you didn't offer them money yet. You just offered to uh, look at it. They said they would sell it to me. So I followed up frequently. They should have told me to come and pay for it. And I would have paid for it. I was super into Xbox at the time. I would have yeah. bought it. Yeah, I show them the money, man. I'd be like, hey, listen. I showed them the money, and I <laughs> bought from them before. <laughs> they know I buy from them. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, like comic books and stuff. They have. A, I wanted to go and like browse in there, but uh, that's man, they have like they have like graded comics, don't they? They have like uh, yeah, like CGC. Yeah, they have. Uh, there's a few uh, first issues or first appearances. From characters in there and it's just the, the same thing though like gaming anything collectible though is going to be so expensive not so expensive but ex- more expensive than you think like say um say that xbox you wanted it was probably what like 300 bucks maybe yeah i think it was 300 yeah so you would think going in be like oh i have 150 like they're gonna have to sell it to me 150 but then you see the price you're like oh okay there's a little more than i want so usually anytime you walk into a collector's um, store, I would say, is uh, definitely expect to pay more than you think you're going to pay for something. And that's the problem, though, because a lot of times I'll walk in wanting something and then I see the price. I'm like, darn it. I just don't want to pay this much right now. Like, I meant to pay something, but I was like, I don't want to. Oh, that's a little much for me. It's like, then you really question, what am I going to do with it? Like a comic, for instance. Uh, it's just like, oh, like I had um, a Todd McFarlane, the um, 
first issue of Venom, I think it was. And uh, I was like, oh, sweet, you know, I'll get this. And his first uh, Spider-Man issue as well was on there. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, mm, but what am I going to do with it? Like, it's it's too exp- like it's more than I wanted to pay for it originally. Or more than I would pay for it. And then it's like, well, what am I... Like, all I would do is, like, hang on to it to sell it again. It's like... But it's like, do I want to pay that much now? Or can I go over around the corner and pay this much for these normal games? <laughs> so you look... Yeah, that's... That's pretty much what happens when I walk into stores like that. Like, nostalgia yeah. will kick in and you got to have to fight it off a little bit. Because sometimes you'll end up paying more than you wanted to. And That's uh, true. But they're very knowledgeable at that place. Because I was going to sell them the... Uh, Ninja Turtle, the original Ninja Turtle set that I had, like the the action figures. So I asked him, I was like, yeah, you know, I showed him the picture. And through the cell phone picture, which wasn't like fully detailed, he looked at it and he goes, ah, see, those are the, because um, I was asking how much you would want, like would pay for that. And he gave me like all his nods. He's like, actually, those are the second edition that came out because the first edition had the soft heads. Those are all hard heads that you're showing me. And I was like, Oh, crap, you know, and I thought about it in my head. I was like, wow, as a kid, I did remember them having soft heads. I was like, oh, wow, because I, I bought those from eBay in, like, 2003 or something like that. Um, so, and then I was like, yeah, now you think about it, the toys I had as a kid, they had the soft heads. And he's like, yeah, those were the first editions. Because I was looking at the prices he had for individual turtles in the display case, and I was like, wow, they're a little expensive. But then I was like, oh, okay, touche. <laughs> yeah, but you would never think, and uh, so. Um, but yeah, but they, they sold for a good amount, right? When uh, when we no, sold yeah, I was day. happy with it for sure. I got I got a profit off of that. So everything that I sold, I pretty much got a profit off of, except for the aliens and predator stuff, because like I was telling in the other pro- podcast, I ended up opening them because they were a cool display. I didn't want to keep them in the box. Like those were the ones like you actually have to like display them. Right, um, right. But like I said, if I kept them in the box, they're probably worth 300 each or something like that. So instead of loose, which I think I priced them at like 15 each or like $20 or something like that. But whatever. Right. It's all good think, in the hood. I think now I have like a big complex about opening things because I've seen how these things skyrocket in value. Yeah. So every time I get a game, I'm like, should I get a different version to keep sealed? Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's not sustainable. So I'm not going to do that. No, but, it's too much. Well, that's uh, what with limited run games, when like Night Trap and stuff was coming out, like because that, that came out when like the Nintendo Classics were coming out, like Super Nintendo Classic. And like everything seemed limited at the time. And when limited run games came out, I was in like the, like the jump on it phase and I was ready to jump on it. And what soured me with it, though, was I was in, I had it in my cart ready to like purchase. And... It still told me it was sold out. Like how people are having issues with the PS5 and Xbox. Like have it at like some stores where like they had it in their inbox or their their cart and they went to purchase. But by the time they hit um, confirm everything, it was uh, sold out. So I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so ridiculous. But then you look at how many limited run games there actually are and other limited run type companies out there. And you're like, that's re-. like if you were to try to play... Like, try to get all these things. You'd be broke. Like, it would just run you right into debt because you're trying to buy all these games that could potentially be worth a lot more down the road. And it's just, it's it's a, it's a, it's a rough game to play. But, I mean, if you're in yeah. it, 
You're in it to win yeah. it. <laughs> one thing I think uh, one thing about limited run games is I think they've changed their system now where instead of it's like first come, first serve, I think there's a specific period of time you can make a purchase. Uh, like I recently bought something. I bought uh, I, I don't usually buy from them anymore because I I feel like they're well, first of all, their customer service isn't great. It takes forever to them, for them to get back to you. And also, when you buy something, it takes months for them to send it out to you. Because oh, they have wow. to manufacture everything. It takes months. And if you like bought multiple things at once to save on shipping, it won't ship out to you until the last thing that they have is ready for you. So if like, three of them release in like a month, and then the last one releases in six months, that sixth one, that that uh, the last one is going to be when... when it's going to ship out when the last one's ready. So you're going to be waiting on those first three uh, until then. So I don't really like ordering from them too much, but uh, every now and then they have a game like uh, they remastered No More Heroes for the Switch. Mm -hmm. uh, and they released it through Limited Run Games. So I bought them and uh, and I'll wait for them. I, I like No More Heroes a lot and No More Heroes 3 is coming out. So I want to have the physical copies of the 1 and 2 on the Switch. And so I'll I'll buy I'll buy them from them and I and I bought them and I'm gonna expect to be waiting there for like at least a year or something. <laughs> so, wow, yeah, yeah. It's it takes a while. Yeah, and uh, it and I think shipping costs a good amount too because it, there's no free shipping. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you whenever you do buy, you want to be buying multiple games at once if you want to save on shipping. Right, I gotcha. Yeah, that, well, that was the thing. I went to their website for something. That came out maybe last summer or the summer before, whatever it was. And, like, I would have bought the whole the whole page. I was like, oh, that game looks cool. Oh, they're remastering this. I want to play that. Oh, this. And I was like, I got to leave. I got to leave. I'm going to spend over, like, 200 bucks on this one day right now. I was like, I got to I gotta walk away. Like, yeah, it's, that's it's a just, smart idea. It, it's so addicting. It's so, you can easily spend all this money on on games. So, my, my thing is, I got to, <clears throat> unless it's something I really want, um, uh well like i said the next systems i'm not going to get till something something really good comes out but <clears throat> my thing is like i try to not to buy well i have twins and stuff now it's a whole different whole different ball game with financing and all that stuff but anyway um the uh thing i like to do is make sure i start beating games playing games cuz i have a backlog that's crazy i have so many games yet to play and to find the time to play those are um, harder and harder. Like, uh, the last two games I played and beat, because I was going to do a review for our Cartridge Blast channel, but I ended up, like, kind of like you were talking about second-guessing, like, how the, re like, reviews and stuff were going to go. Or when you make a video, you second-guess of how to do it. But anyway, I, I Yeah, I that, that reminds me of, of uh, I was, I... When I was doing a video for uh, for the Cartridge Blast channel, I was doing Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm -hmm. uh, what I did was I recorded separately, and I had a script, and I, and I had a and I had a problem because I wanted to make it sound natural, but it sounded so scripted because I was not used to it. Right. And uh, I kept doing it over and over until like eventually I'm just like I'm just gonna run with it. So I just got rid of the script and started talking, and it still didn't sound good. <laughs> but uh, uh, I was like, that's probably better than the rest of them, so I'll just keep that. Uh, and then I had issues with recording and then I just put it on the back burner. So I'll have to get back to that eventually. And I'll probably try to record audio 
at the same time as the game this time maybe it'll be better more real more uh, natural yeah I don't know. maybe it, it, you gotta find your 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 personal flow because i've tried both before and um like this time i played uh and beat Mega Man 2 because uh, I never never played it. Um, or I never beat it, I should say. And a lot of people say that's like, oh, such a great game music-wise and stuff. So I beat it. And I also beat the first Bioshock. And um, I was going to... What I did was I recorded all the footage. Like, for me... Like, it took me nine days to beat Bioshock because of the small time that I had playing it each day. And, but I recorded, you know, hours of footage, however... I think it took me nine hours to beat two. Uh, so I have all that on my hard drive. And so what I was going to do was kind of come up with a voice over the, the footage review style. Because uh, I've tried them all. I tried having a camera on me while playing. But a lot of times that ends up being a little bit stale because... Uh, I think I did that with Brutal Doom when I played, which was a really funny game. But, like, you're trying to concentrate on the game, but you're trying to be entertaining at the same time, and you're trying to, like, find time to talk about the game. So, I think, um, I think that was a little bit harder for me. So, I think the way I did it this time was play it, enjoy the game while you're playing it, so you're not thinking about any other things going on except for your system recording the gameplay. Um, and then, uh, then come up, like you said, come up with like a script, come up with your ideas and, uh, and just do it that way. Um, but I have yet to record anything. I haven't really had time, but I was trying to think of something creative because I was looking at, um, what happened to me was I ended up stumbling upon the, um, girlfriend reviews, which I don't know if you ever seen those videos, but they're, they're yeah, I've seen they're, them. Yeah, they're great. And then I saw for the first time he's been around forever, but first time I saw um, video game donkey. I don't know if you ever saw his videos. I've never seen it, but I I know who it is. Yeah, so I, like I his style, YouTuber. like his 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 videos are so like they're funny. Like I the humor, I get the humor. I thought it was genius. Um, I saw his Red Dead Two, one of his Red Te- Dead Two videos, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like that put me on like this like spiral of not being like what could I add to something because I wanted I wanted it to be humorous and funny but I didn't want it to come off like fake or anything like that because what I was thinking and what I was writing was legit but at the same time like how do I do this that it's like that someone else hasn't done before you know that's that was my thing and I was so that's why I put those on the back burner and yeah the one thing uh at least, at least when I'm, it's not really uh, to do with like when you're making jokes or anything. But when I'm writing, I, I just have to come to come to fa- come to peace with the fact that a lot of what I'm thinking up has already been done before, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Like I'm not stealing anything, but it's not original. Right. You know, it, it's it's not like a lot of this stuff is. Uh, oh my God, it's never been done. <laughs> Who the hell has created? No one's ever done this before. I'm I'm a pioneer. This is groundbreaking uh, material. Exactly. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty. Uh, You're pretty. You are pretty. I am pretty. <laughs> uh, so it's it's fine to be doing something and not know that it's uh, shit. It's not shit. I lost my train of thought. I know. I and, hate when that and no, it's not the. 
most original thing you ever done and someone else has done it because yeah. but you it's know, your it's your take on it that's what it is it's your take on it so i mean everyone like you said every, it's not something that's going to be new but it's it's how to add your take to it my thing was like how to do it so i don't end up sounding like somebody else like imitating somebody else else um how to be your original voice doing something that's already been done before and I had a couple, I had the two scripts written that I liked. And uh, like I said, it was all natural. It wasn't like I'm trying to, all right, what's, this should be funny. Um, Cause I wasn't going to go for like a, a skit sort of thing. I was just kind of trying to be honest about what I played and, and all that stuff. And it's just, but uh, I just never got to do it. That's all. So hopefully, yeah. uh, hopefully I can. Cause my brother, he's been, uh, he's been taking over the channel for a little while and he's, He's been playing the one game uh space engineers for um for quite a while now, so it's gonna end up becoming a space engineers channel soon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. I mean he's getting new subscribers, so I mean, why not? Let him do his yeah. thing. He's doing a good job on it too. Yeah, he is. He's he's doing a good job. And sometimes and, uh... his boys come on and play a game too, which is awesome. They yeah. were uh, doing a space game. Besides space engineers, and they're all excited when they got to shoot up this rocket that they built into space. And I thought that was cool. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a cool little uh, little video." And he's telling me how excited they are when they do it. And as soon as they're done, they're like, "Oh, can we watch it? Can we watch it?" So <laughs> they got a kick out of that. So I thought that was cool. I was like, "Hey, there you go." Hell yeah! So if you, if anyone's looking for uh, for any content on our cartridge blast, it's there. Yeah, Cartridge our, Blast Gamers. It's our YouTube channel we've had since, I think, 2015, something like that. Uh, Jonah so, jumped on, like what, like 2016, 17? I think 17, right? 17, sure yeah. That's when we started doing the podcast and you joined. Yeah, that's right. So, Before I mean, we were... Just, uh, you and Carmine. We were hoping to get a podcast started again, but I was kind of leaving, leaving that up to Carmine because uh, I know he really, like, that was his interest and what to do. And I was like, all right, well, if we're going to do that, you take care of that. <laughs> you can edit. Cause I was going to do like the video stuff, like other videos. You were going to do other videos. Chris was going to do other videos and then he can work on the podcast stuff. So we can do something like this. And then he takes care of it. That way the load isn't on everybody. Like I was going to have it where everyone kind of does their own video to contribute to the channel that way. Cause yeah. that was what burned me out the first time was trying to do everything um, and anyone out there that's a content creator kind of knows how that feels when you end up trying to do a thousand things and, and, and just, it gets, it gets all cause I was trying to play video games at the same time on a video game channel, but I ended <laughs> up just editing the whole time and yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's true. I like this podcast cause it's actually, uh, it's nice to, uh, it's nice and easy to edit and I kind of keep it raw where I'm not like trying to take out the ums or the uhs or the little or little um like what I'm just doing right now the little mistakes and the little thought processes cuz that's what I did the other like I would take out ums I would take out little gaps like I would try to make it perfect and I was like it's it's too crazy it's too crazy yeah. to do that so. I, th I don't think I've been, I I don't think uh that's crazy that you tried to take out all the all the little stuff yeah I, know you, I mean I know in you cut the it beginning, together, I but... I did um but it's just at the end, it's uh, hey, we got better at speaking, and it just uh, 
it, more or less, it was more like because we did the video aspect, so a lot of it was green screen. A lot of it was coming up with thumbnails, and a lot of it was cutting it <laughs> I, up. I, I remember at one point I took over the, for thumbnails, yep. and you can tell which ones are John's and which ones are mine <laughs> because mine is just like all like a like a mishmash of all the stuff related that to what we talked about. And it's really, really messy. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- uh, I, I, I appreciated the help though. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, I try, I tried to be funny with it, but it just looked really bad. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, at the same time, you know, when, like we were talking about last episode, when, when you're coming up with a podcast and a lot of it's news orientated about the gaming stuff where everyone already talked about it. So What's gonna grab? What's gonna grab people's attention is the thumbnails, and you spend like hours on making this these thumbnails that are just like eye catching and stuff like that. And I know, I know one of the thumbnails I made was for that um, Sega Genesis. It wasn't the mini, but it was like the At Games, the newest At Games. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> portable, and the news uh, story on it was that the sound was off or something like that. So. And people were like, yeah, it's not very good or they have to fix it because they got pre-releases. So I put the thumbnail as like, it's a piece of garbage, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and like people didn't even watch the video. They just went straight to the comments and like thumbs down the whole thing. And I was like, whoa, this is nuts. So I had to like, it lit- <clears throat> had to like make it uh, in the description. I was like, this is not a review. This is a discussion of the pre-release. And like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I remember... That one got a lot of attention because of the thumbnail. A lot of negative attention, but it wasn't intentional, and it wasn't clickbait. It was just, I guess it was misinterpreted, so. Yeah, that's funny, though. Yeah, that was, to this day, it's like, (laughs) I think it's got a couple thousand views on it, but it's just always just like, oh, man. But I think think dislikes also help with the algorithm, so. Yeah, you well, the, any attention, like comments, <laughs> any comments absolutely help. So even the the uh, the um, people complaining and the people trying to defend. Well, what happened was the, the Sega Mini actually came out like a year later. So people see that thumbnail and video and think they're talking about the Mini. So they don't even watch the video again. They just go right into the comments of like, are you kidding me? It's the greatest console ever. And it's just like, oh, so good. You guys well, suck. I don't, I don't even think it released as being that much better than the pre-release. I don't remember though. I don't. So. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have noticed to be honest. Like the sound, unless I never got it. Unless you got it, but we uh, played it. We played it. We played it live, and um, I th- and it was fine. I mean, I like that the fact that the controllers were wireless and they worked really well, and they were the six-button controllers too, unlike the Sega Mini that actually came out, which was only three buttons. Um, but anyway, the. Uh, yeah, the system, unless you're playing them side-by-side side with the original system and cartridge, you would never know the sound difference, I don't think. But anyway, we were just discussing the news of what people were talking about, and people were, like, going insane because of that thumbnail. But, hey, thumbnails, I guess, sell, right? That's what they're saying. If You know, spend time on a thumbnail. That's why mine did so well. Absolutely, Jonah. Yours... Top, I think top notch. I, I'm pretty sure at one, I think you remember that one meme with the little girl uh, running away or something uh, from like a, I don't remember. She's running away, little girl. Do you know the meme? From running away? No, the meme of a girl running away and looking back. Do you know that meme? I, I put, I'm pretty sure I put it on one of my thumbnails. Probably. It's, it's, listen, it's funny if you, if you 
if you know what I'm talking about, I don't know. Well, what's the I'll full s- thumbnail? Explain the whole thumbnail. I don't remember the whole. Th- I just remember I put that on there. I don't know which one it was, but I'll, maybe I'll try to find it. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll at least try to find the meme and try to send that and send it to you after this. But uh, it was it was it was her running away from one of our topics, and it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. I I laughed. Well, I thought it was funny. I th- it was also a very bad thumbnail, but I was like, "This is silly." Because everyone will like this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was doing. I was grabbing a bunch of silly nonsense too and throwing it in a thumbnail. But that's my uh, that's my pro tip for the day. If you're gonna make thumbnails, make them eye catchy, funny. Don't make them click clickbaity because then people are gonna leave angry comments. And help you. Get more viewers. And help you so get more viewers that. and controversy. <laughs> so do it anyway. Don't listen to me. What do I know? <laughs> if you want to get good viewers, don't do it. Yeah. You have to do other sinful things to get those. No, just kidding. Don't do you gotta that. Show <laughs> gotta, you got to show cleavage while you're doing stuff. That's it. You know what you got to do? You got to be a VTuber. Have you heard about those? VTubing? What's a, a VTuber? What's a VTuber? Yeah. So apparently, uh, I I found out about this because I watched tra- Trash Taste podcast, and there it's a I I mentioned it before I think on our episode that we don't that we're not airing mm-hmm. because it was like a lot of technical issues. Uh, keep an eye out for our DVD bonuses. Anyway, <laughs> uh, VTubing is when a streamer, or maybe it's not VTubing. I think it's some kind of s- streaming. I is don't it, know. Whatever. Is it boot it's, it's a no, kinda. So you're it. It's both men and women, but they it, it's streaming. But instead of showing your face, it shows, uh, a like a anime character that's like hooked up to move as you move, and it's like you're the like it's like I like if you're a Hatsune Miku, and you're this she's streaming, but you're there, but it's picking up a character 3D model. So it's an animated avatar, basically. Yeah, exactly. And it's become really popular among people that like anime, obviously. And uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and I, and I, I saw, I saw some because uh, the Trash Taste guys were talking about it, and uh, I think they even had one of those VTubers on, and it was funny because they actually had the person that's behind the VTuber in, uh, in their studio while they're doing the Trash Taste podcast. But that person was covered in like the 3D avatar. So it was like three real people and the 3D avatar <laughs> sitting there. And it was the funniest thing. I but, thought you were going uh, to say that instead of like the cameras on their face, it's only on their chest or their uh, or their bits and pieces. And I was like, interesting. I guess that's no, one no. way to get views. <laughs> no, it, it's uh, it was funny just because. It's it the 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 camera in the trash taste is well for I think for regular streaming it is just like the regular uh, like uh like how it is for streamers you know mm-hmm. just the chest, but when I think it was like they tried to get as much of the body as they could for the for this specific uh podcast yeah so it was uh the three guys all around the table and like the guest was the VTuber sitting next to one of the guys but in reality there was actually the real person there. But we were seeing the VTuber, and that was that was uh, it was strange. <laughs> Very interesting. I but mean, it's, uh, so if you're into it, 
if you want to make a streaming, but you don't want to put your face out there, I guess you can be a VTuber. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of conceal your identity. Yeah. I know uh, I know streaming's been kind of getting crazy with things, like in stunts and stuff to get people to kind of subscribe. I know someone just did it, like a full-on stream constantly for, I don't even know, it was like a couple days or a week or something like that straight, but it's like... Yeah, I heard about that, but he slept and he took, he gave over control of the stream to his like mods or something. I was going to say his mom, his mom. No, no. (laughs) No, so he had moderators to help him. So it wasn't like he was awake for all this time. I think it was like a 30-day stream or something, but he was like, he went to bed and it kept going on. Uh, see, that that doesn't uh, make any sense though. It's like, why would people watch when he goes to bed? Like, what is the uh, what's the appeal? I don't, yeah, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if like he was on bed on screen, but like I think like stuff was happening during the stream. Paranormal uh, activities. No, no <laughs> led by led by the mods. So gotcha. they like took over. And I don't, so I, I've, I've heard of stuff like, oh, this guy sits there for like 48 hours or like a week or something, doesn't sleep and just is like half dead by the end of it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, that's horrible, mm-hmm. but I can understand it. <laughs> like, I'll, I want to see this guy be awful to himself. Well, that's what it is. It's, that's the appeal. It's like you're going to invite people like anyone's going to watch something like that. And but it's like terrible for the for the person doing it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Unless that's the problem, though, with streaming, because it's like you can slowly build up an audience, right? If if you find a topic or a niche you want to talk about, like, say you're into tennis or something like that or whatever, and you just, like, slowly build an audience for whatever videos you're watching or doing, that's fine. But a lot of people just want to jump in and get noticed right away, so they're going to do those crazy things, and who knows how crazy those things are going to be. Because you hear stories of people still getting swatted, these days yeah those are that's that's crazy like uh it's it's insane what people are cape i like think is okay to do as a prank yeah like that's not okay some i remember people have uh, died well that's yeah it's nuts it's it's ridiculous and i remember i never i don't really follow any streamers at all i I mean i was watching mike matei his stuff because he does retro gaming stuff but and through him was cinemasker james rolf angry video game Mm -hmm. nerd but uh, I think there was something on like that Dr. Disrespect or something like that where he was streaming and all of a sudden someone starts shooting at his house and like you hear him just like duck under his table and stuff like that or get down and like you see him just like, yeah, it's a whole thing, but like that happens. It's it's nuts. That's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. So but, uh, I don't I don't know if I could do streaming because I I, I, I don't know if I could talk by myself, <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm sitting down and I know there's a chat and you would have to keep checking chat to banter, but, uh, I, I can talk to you. We're having a conversation and that's fine for me. But like when I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, Oh, check out this part. We're going to do this now in the game. They're saying it. Do they want commentary of like what I'm doing step by step? Uh, and I think the only way it would work as a streamer is if there's actually people in the chat to talk to, uh, for me at least. Yeah, well, I, I I feel like it's something that you would get used to because it's yeah. like, like for instance, say you start and there's no no one really there, you would just kind of that would be hard because you don't really know what to say what you're doing. You're kind of like taking your thoughts and just talking out loud. Um, I would just pretend I was talking to somebody anyway, but that's that's more natural for me since I've been doing it for a little while. Um, but you know, as, as like you're saying though, as the stream as you get stream or uh, 
as you get an audience, you, you'll be able to talk to them and they'll talk to you. Uh, basically, you play the game or whatever you're doing, and then you can have like a full-on conversation with everybody. And that may, like like when we're playing, when we're streaming uh, the um, Darksiders series, and we had the um, the God of War guy come on and. Yeah. It was kind of natural. Like at first, we're like, "Oh, hey, we finally have someone to talk to." So we're talking to him. He's talking back a little bit. And I mean, you and I were both doing it, but so we can always talk to each other. But at least, you know, it felt natural to be able to see somebody on the stream and talk to them. And uh, so yeah, it's just um, I, I feel like that'd be something that you would get into and like feel more comfortable as you do it. And then um, pretty much the audience would end up. Like run, not running the show, but you know, like they would lead the show, basically. Yeah, and uh, and that's and that's something that you have to work up to, but it takes a long time. Like everyone looks at streaming as like, oh, that's easy. Why are they getting paid so much money? And it looks, and it's actually very hard, um, just because we know what goes on behind in the background of these things and how they work. Yeah, it's uh, it's expensive. Let's put it that way, because I have good internet here, but. I don't know. There's like a substation or something near near my area that has issues. So I can be have perfectly fine internet at one point, and then it drops out. Like that's what happened when we were playing. And I actually had to call my internet provider, and they had no idea this was happening. And I showed them. Um, I went on a website, and it actually shows you the line, and it'll show you where it drops off. And it was so minute, but that was enough to kill the stream to YouTube. At certain points, so we go from excellent to or perfect to like terrible quality, and then yeah. um, everything would get lagged and delayed and stuff like that. So I called them up and I was like, "Yeah, something's going on. I don't know if it's on my pole or down or something going on." And they found it. It was down the road, but um, again, it happened again not too long ago, where I think it was after the first podcast we tried to do because I was just doing a speed test and it like it like I was supposed to get like to a hundred megabits a second. And it was only like it dropped down to like four. I was like, "How?" And I'm paying like over a hundred bucks and stuff a month, or like 115 bucks a month. So I'm like, "Something, something's not right." Because I have all my wires are fine, my my internet or my um, router's fine, and everything like that. But um, that's the thing with with streaming, though, and that's why we haven't, or especially me, that's why I haven't really gone back to streaming as an as a as a choice. Because I'm like a quality. I want to say freak, but I really like to make sure my audience is enjoying, you know, the product and I'm doing it in the best quality I can afford. So when I'm not in control of that, that kind of bothers me. So, um, but that's one aspect because a lot of people probably pay for like gigabyte internet and they'll move to make sure they can have better internet. And then um, certain people are playing systems like retro systems. They'll go out and buy like all this crazy equipment to make sure that the they're playing on the original systems, but in the highest perfect quality they can do, like SCART uh, adapters and stuff like that. And on TVs that are like as you know, lets them see it in perfect uh, quality and all that stuff. It's it's crazy, but. Um, Plus, you have moderators and stuff. I don't know if they get paid or anything like that, but I know the. There's I, people- I know, I know. At least for the big streamers, they do get paid. Like, remember that one guy that did it for three thirty days? Yeah, uh, they, he did mention that a lot of the money that he made during that podcast went not podcast the stream went towards the moderators' his pay. Mm-hmm. So 
maybe if you're a small streamer and you got like a couple couple buddies, they don't get paid. Uh, but uh, if you're a big get big streamer that makes money, you're gonna be paying your moderators. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I I also seen things where they make like uh, not emotes, but they're like little pictures or trophies that people get that they could use on their profiles or something like that i'm not sure how that works no i think i think that those uh you can like you can put those in the chat right like you can like uh i i don't i don't really know how it works but i i i guess you have to buy them uh i guess you can to, buy them or they award them stuff like that yeah. like uh then they make custom ones for their chat i don't know there's a whole thing see, to streaming there's a whole like yeah i see a lot of artists on uh, things I see a lot of artists on like Twitter, like uh, promoting their commissions and they're like, we'll commission uh, Twitch emotes and stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's where that comes from. <laughs> they yeah. hire art, they yeah. hire special artists for that. Now they'll sell them uh, as NFCs or whatever. And what is that? NFTs. NFTs. NFTs, right? Yeah. yeah. Non fungible tokens. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's the new I, thing. That's the new thing, and I and I really I really want to understand it, but I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm it's like? Think, oh, it's basically what I'm thinking of it. How I look at it now is I, I basically, it's like trying to turn bottle caps into currency. So, it's an idea that people have, and the reason it's gaining any traction is because word of mouth and pushing it and pushing for it. So basically, I, I guess it's something where if I draw something right now that's original and digitize it, that I can sell this specific artwork to you if I wanted to, and it's and it right. and like you own it then. So like I own it, but then you own it. it. What's that? Even though other people will have like JPEGs of it. Yeah, I that's I own the original. You own the original. And I get the I get the that I get that behind it. But at the same time, it just sounds weird because it's a weird thing. Like JPEGs I said, it's basically it. like if I want to sell this bottle cap, right? This this bottle cap, specific bottle cap, is worth a hundred bucks, right? Yeah. I would have to get, like, I would just put that on Twitter right now. This is worth currency. If I had like a fifty thousand people that agreed that this is currency. And people started buying this and selling it and using it as currency, it would get picked up as currency. Well, well, yeah, no, I, I understand how that works, and that's kind of that's basically what. But that's what it know, is. NFT, cryptocurrency NFT is, but. or whatever it is, is basically just an idea. And why? Why is it? I don't know. Like, no, I, yeah, I just how don't does it work? What I don't know. Think, I just don't understand why people think it has value as like, oh, this is the original image. So this other image is just a duplicate. You know why? So because you, they were told it does. And that's why, because that's why you still have people that don't are scratching their heads going, what the hell? But other people who want them, who know business, who know money and know how to do it are pushing for it. And they're telling people that that is what it is. And they're trying to get people to believe it. So it is so. Yeah. How, it just sounds so weird because it's something that is happening. And that's why. Yeah. Like otherwise people would just be like, that's so stupid. And you can say it is, but because it's working, because people are actually spending money on it, it became a thing and it is a thing. How does it work? I don't know the full details like you're asking, but I'm just saying like, this is exactly how it's happening, why it's happening and what it is. And it's just, 
That's what I'm getting from it. From just doing like the minimum research. I have no diplomas on my wall. I have no <laughs> idea. Like I'm not Gary V. Um, talking about it because I, I know I follow him a lot and he's the one that I feel like had a had a push in it because he has a, a so many followers. I feel like he's pushing it because he knows he can make a lot of money off of it and therefore people are going to jump on it and follow it and do it and then he will make a lot of money on it and anyone who does it will make a lot of money on it. Um, will it fizzle out? Probably. I don't know how. I don't know what it is. Like I, I you like know, you said, how do we not have people just make duplicates, like JPEG duplicates of this thing that I just put out well, there? And and they will. It's just that everyone's like, oh, but he has the original. Yeah, and I'm just like, but it's the same thing. Like I know with, with so what, you have to put it on a USB drive and put it in a safe and be like, I own this. Like this yeah, is. I guess I I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, you said, I don't I don't understand that part of like the I don't know the details of what makes that one the original unless there's like a signature on it somewhere right I, I don't know yeah I don't, yeah well I, I'm sure it's like encoded and it's like metadata or something the metadata this is, there you go but uh I know with, but like with with paintings you have a physical painting you have ownership of this physical painting and everybody else has can have pictures of it and there's a clear difference there it's all digital man physic- we're all going yeah, into now, the matrix and now the original is digital. Everything else is digital. I don't know. Well, it's like it's like the dollar bill. It's tech. It's useless. It's it's a piece of paper. But the idea that it's currency gives it value, and that's all it is. And soon, yeah. when everything becomes digital, value is going to be in uh, like Bitcoin and all that stuff. Like if you go to order groceries online, they might just accept Bitcoin at one point or whatever currency, digital currency there is. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's all, that's what it is. It's, you know, that's funny. I actually saw an article today about, I don't know if it was like Kotaku or something, but they were talking about uh, people are, are betting money on, or, or they're raising, they're raising digital racehorses to race. They're raising like a, digital horses? How do you raise yeah. a digital horse? Like, I don't know. Do I saw the article. <laughs> I don't know. There was some, I have no idea, but there were, I think there was, there's like money in this or something. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on here? Is there, this is like a big digital bubble. Yeah. You know? Well, Every, that's, everyone, that's... everyone's trying to get in on, oh, there's, there's some money in this. Let's make our new digital thing that people can bet on or invest in. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the I only have, thing I, I say is cryptos. as long as it doesn't make, I don't know, you know, it can make the informed rich fine but don't make the uninformed poor you know what i mean yeah then i think that's and i think that's a lot of how a lot of this uh a lot of it's gonna work is um well for like for example i saw an article about dogecoin recently yeah um it it had a it had a big jump recently i keep calling it dog coin (laughs) maybe it's dog coin but i i pronounce it dogecoin because d-o-g-e yeah that's it i guess that's what it is i don't know but um uh, I actually have some do some do- Dogecoin, and I it went from I bought it in January for one hundred fifty dollars, and and now because of the big thing it, that it uh, it jumped in uh, in Sunday I think, it's worth eighteen hundred. And I and I saw an article talking about how the it, the the value of Dogecoin is controlled by one hundred bit one hundred wallets, like. 100 people have most of the of the of the of the coins 
And as soon as there's a big enough increase, they're all going to sell and everybody else is going to lose everything. Like it's, it's a big bubble because as soon as every, as those guys that are holding, uh, those billion dollar accounts, as soon as it hits like a certain amount, they're ready to sell. They're going to, they're going to sell and it's all going to come crashing down. And I'm just like, I hope I can get out before that happens. Yeah. I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I have no idea how that, honestly, like financial wizardry, wizardry, wizard, whatever (laughs) magic. Uh, that's something I'm not really, um, educated on known too much about. I know I've been getting a bit into, into like cryptocurrency, uh, since, since, uh, the end of last year, just, just quarantine in general. I was just like, what, what's this? Like, I mean, it seems to be doing, coins. it seems like Bitcoin seem like all that stuff. It's legit. Like you will make a profit on it, but, um, like what is there an end game to it? Like, I don't know. I, I like, I, I don't have any, any stock or any shares in that at all. I mean, I should, but based on what's going on but at the same yeah, time you know when when it was so cheap when you know you could have because I, I you know i i always look at it as you know if you have money to gamble or don't gamble unless you have the money and at this point even if i did like i would still probably consider myself not having the money to gamble with i don't know if that makes any sense yeah no but it, it i just because i'm not an expert at it like i like to know what i'm doing and if i but i have that like i need to be in control of it sort of mentality too. um be like yeah oh. and, and in, in that in that vein the cryptocurrency is so volatile like just for as an example uh, at one point everything was going up and then the next day everything dropped and yeah. i and i think it wiped out like 2000 from what from my from my like holdings like immediately and then it like a, it, the same day it like went back up then it dropped again and i was just like you know, if I don't think about it, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, but here's a question though: Is that valued in dollars or is it valued in? It's valued in USD. Uh, so, so like, uh, I have. So, for example, I would have if I have I have one thousand two hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but that's like point zero 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 something uh, Bitcoin. I don't even have anywhere near one. Mm-hmm. One Bitcoin is like sixty thousand dollars or something. Um. So I have a fraction of uh, Bitcoin mm-hmm. and it shows you the value in, I guess, whatever currency you're going to be investing in, but I invest in USD. So I have, uh, so I, so I shows it to me in, in, uh, what it would be in USD in the, and you're and I use Voyager and I can sell it at any point to get the money, but I'm like, I would rather ride just in case but if something happens you know it's not too big money that big of a money to to lose i'm not investing enough money that would like devastate me if i lost it all because this is a very volatile uh uh market that i'm not that familiar in Mm -hmm. so i'm not going to do that (laughs) like i'm not gonna be like dropping twenty thousand on ethereum and it's gonna take me to the moon as they say, they say that that's so, a thing. <laughs> so you put in one hundred and fifty dollars, just to whatever, and then I put it a hundred. Yeah, I put one hundred and fifty in Dogecoin. Yeah. Now that's all that you can technically physically lose, right? Or no, you- well, well, yeah, the, I, I won't lose more because I only put in one fifty. Uh, 
and it's right now that money is that those Doge coins that I have is worth around eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So technically, I would lose eighteen hundred dollars if it all went to zero, but I never put in more than one fifty. Right, exactly. So you you so, you've only you've only gambled one fifty, and then whatever yeah, happens to that one fifty is what happens to it. Yeah, if I sell now, I would have eighteen hundred. So I would have got gained, but I'm like, you know, it could all come crashing down, but. Well, it's that what <laughs> if too. Like you can be yeah. a millionaire next week, but then. No, I, I yeah, I doubt it. Cause uh, I was like doing a little bit of research about like the market cap and stuff. And uh, if it, if it, it can, maybe it's possible for Dogecoin to hit $1, uh, but it'll it will never be anywhere near Bitcoin because that would mean it's like bigger. Its market cap is bigger than Amazon and stuff. Mm. Uh, so, it's all right. People didn't think Bitcoin was going anywhere at one point. Yeah, no, but there's a big difference between the Bitcoin and Dogecoin, and that's the Bitcoin is hard capped at only having uh, an existence twenty one million. So once that's that once that number is like uh, mined, once that there is twenty one million existence. There can never be any more Bitcoin ever made. Like uh, you'll only be able to like buy what's existing. And Dogecoin, there's gonna be there's there's no hard cap. They'll be, keep making it. It's just it's the closest to an actual currency, mm-hmm. like an actual USD. Like they keep printing more money, mm-hmm. uh, and that's basically how it is. So how does so, how does Bitcoin's um, value rise if it's well, if it's it, capped off? It's it's. Well, its value keeps rising because it's capped off because there's a because when you limit it's it's like in how limited run games has very specific very small numbers of these uh games and if more people want it and there's not as many to go around it's going to go up in price and with Dogecoin it's going to keep being made no matter what while with uh Bitcoin 21 million, all it's going to exist. And I'm pretty sure we're well past 21 million with Dogecoin's quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so other than that, I don't really know exactly what's going on. I'm not that big into the, like, the knowledge of it. I just know like surface level uh, what you can Google about about all this crypto stuff. Because I got into it and I was like, oh, what can I find out about it? Let's put some money in on a couple different cheap cryptos. And I, and I, that's actually worked pretty well for me. I bought a couple like really cheap ones on Voyager. Uh, all the ones that are like worth like less than like twenty cents. And uh, and they've they've risen to like six hundred dollars from like a hundred dollar investment. So not very big, but I'm like, hey, it's it's nice. <laughs> it's nice to see. It's money you, know? you didn't have, you know. And I mean, exactly. And technically, I still don't have it because <laughs> I have it in coins and. In fake coins, I have a. It just showed me the low battery signal. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap this up. It's already past two hours. Um, yeah. I was gonna only make it hour, an hour, uh, half hour and a half because of the uh, time we started, but it's all good. We uh, we uh, took a ride around the spectrum of uh, a lot of things tonight. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm glad we got to have a little uh, cryptocurrency uh, education from Jonah over here who's uh <laughs> who's ankle deep in it at the moment or toe deep in it at the moment testing out the waters 
I have put in my children's college funds into Bitcoin <laughs> and Dogecoin. Hey, you know what? And it's I will lose everything. It's probably a bold decision. Uh, you'll probably come out, out on top. Pot. Everything seems to be looking up Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency and yeah. NFT, NF, NFCs or whatever it is. If it comes out on top, I'd be great. That'd be great. But if it doesn't, which there's still a very good chance that it's not going to come out on top, and <laughs> especially Dogecoin. Uh, because of that article I read, I've been I've been I've been a little spooked, but uh, yeah, at least you tried, and it's you know, nothing you it's, can, it's you not, can't handle. It's the, the, the way I'm looking at the way I'm looking at it is, I would be pissed if I lost the money, but I would be more pissed if I sold and it just jumped jumped to like ten thousand dollars. Well, know? it's like oh, is that what if you know? That's why exactly. you. That's why. If you work in a company and everybody wants to go in on the mega millions and you like, oh, well, geez, we already did this three times already. But it's always that watch that one little chance that's like if we win and I'm the only jerk that didn't put money in and I still have to come to work the next day. But it's always that what if it's like you never know. But I mean, that's what keeps people in it. But also, you know, you got to. It keeps, I guess, the people that know what they're doing know exactly when to be like, "All right, this is a this is a cap. I'm gonna jump off now while I'm while it's still good." But yeah, I don't know. And a lot of those, and a lot of those people that that like are able to watch the market and uh, see trends of like when it's gonna rise and when it's gonna fall, and they're gonna day trade. They're gonna be like, "Oh, it's gonna hit the peak. Let's sell right before it hits the peak." The of of like the pattern we've seen before. Right. They look at the pattern. Like, there's people I'm that make like, a living or. Uh, yeah, like a living. They basically, they're day traders, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and I'm I'm just here, just like that seems like a lot of work. I'm just gonna let this build up, and maybe in five just, years I'll look yeah. back and be like, oh, I'm rich. <laughs> or yeah, like, you're oh, setting it. You're setting it and forgetting it. <laughs> you're yeah. going through that that approach. So yeah, exactly. But we all That's... wish you well, Jonah. And I'm glad you're. I'm your friend. So if you become a mil- millionaire, we could. Uh, you can let me swim in your swimming pool. Oh well. I'll I'll build you a, a McMansion next to my McMansion. That's awesome. <laughs> Using my Bitcoin money. I'll be so happy to do that. <laughs> it was all built on cryptocurrency. <laughs> my house built on cryptocurrency. <laughs> I remember I remember uh, when Charizard was a thing. I had the I had a thing. You know when Charizard sold for like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, if I bought a house with a Charizard's with the proceeds from a Charizard sale, I'd just like have the charizard all around the house You're like yeah this is the house charizard built it'd be the shrine <laughs> of charizard everywhere like those exactly. old oil paintings with like the candles next to them be like this is yeah. it it's charizard yeah. the bathrooms have like little charizard uh sinks so like, the water comes out of his face yeah so i so i have that there i have a regular 401k here and uh, oh shit i almost dropped my phone <laughs> but uh <laughs> Uh, so hopefully, hopefully this, uh, this is a wild card that, that works out for me in the long run. <laughs> there you go. Sounds yeah. good, Jonah. We're all, we're all rooting for you, but, uh, Hell yeah. I think we're going to wrap it up cause your phone's dying and, uh, it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, but anyway, I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Um, we talked a lot of gaming stuff in the beginning, but I hope you, you stuck in there to hang out with us and I hope. Hope uh, more people end up watching and listening and all that good stuff. And spread the word if, if you really are into that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, till next time, I'm Johnny B. 
I'm Jonah T. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have an awesome week. Peace.